0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipness. Why do people buy from others? It's because they think they actually know what they're talking about. In our social media world, we talk about influence and influencers and people buy from influencers. But what we're really talking about is authority. If you have authority on any topic, on any subject, on any part of industry, people will listen to you and they'll buy from you. We're going to discuss that in great detail today. You're listening to the Entrepreneurs MBA podcast with Adam Kipnis. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening and thanks for uh, your time. I know we have a lot of information in the world, especially now, uh, but I, I appreciate the time that you're going to give to us today. My guest today is a best-selling author. He's a coach. He's an adjunct professor at several universities, member of the Forbes Coaches, Coaches Council, and he is great at uncovering hidden assets within you, within your business that you can use to become an authority in your industry and help people find you. Mike Saunders, thanks for joining today. I appreciate it. Hey, Adam. Good
1: to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about this. So we're, If you're listening to this today, we're in the midst of lockdown, coronavirus, everyone working from home. The world has changed greatly. If you're two years in the future, you you will have remembered this time and, yeah. uh, and you know what it is. So let's dig in a little bit to how did you get here? I mean, authority is a big part of what you do, but you started a more traditional path. You've got an MBA. What was your entrepreneurial journey?
1: Yeah, um, it's really curious because you just kind of feel like um, you start off doing something. I, I spent 11 years in the mortgage banking business for Chase back in the day when, um, you know, finan- way before the financial crisis, this is back in, you know, like 98, 99. And I thought I'm just going to do that the rest of my career. And then that, you know, blip hits. Now, like you said, right now we're dealing with Corona and this is not like, Oh, look at um, the Super Bowl, And, and that's going to be like, Oh, that's just a moment in time. This Corona is the same similar thing as what we see these large, Large Things going on in the world in decades past. So like the Great Depression, people are going to talk about this forever. Like the 2008 recession times, people are going to talk about Corona the same way. But um, I was going through um, that time, that financial meltdown and anything in the mortgage banking business, it just was gone. So I literally had to do, um, way, that was back before, um, the pivot, the, the phrase pivot was popular, but I went back and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go do my MBA. So I did my MBA in marketing, did it online. And since I was doing it online, I literally remember thinking, well, shoot, I emailed my professor like twice on, on this one class, but wonder what it's like from their side of the equation. So I, uh, started reaching out and making networking. And so I've been teaching marketing strategy for 10 years now at uh, four different universities and uh, consulting with clients uh, myself um, as well. But the interesting thing is, so I went from mortgage banking to MBA to starting my consulting firm in the middle of that financial crisis. Um, But because I was doing that, I really feel like it was like a shotgun approach, fear-based thing where I was like, ooh, I love marketing, just got my MBA i can do all things for all people if you need text message marketing got it you want social media got it and i became that jack of all trades master of none and i was like okay good ish at all of that stuff but then you know you're you're not seen as that expert because you know the the phone call comes in from the seo person in the philippines going i can do it for two bucks an hour and now your pricing is just out of whack so I found that when you can really dial it in, and, and I got connected with a group of Mastermind about four or five years ago and literally just reframed my entire business, and now I don't do anything but authority marketing, which is positioning your personal brand, your, your, your literal brand, you know, whether it's personal or your business, um, but people follow people. And I'll give you a quick example of this. What's the what's the um, most popular brand of Nike ever? Jordan. And they're called what? Air Jordans. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. What, who makes that shoe? Nike. And what did what did you say? Air. Jo- you spoke about a person. So the person associated with the brand is what really resonates. So yes, you might be, you know, coach or an entrepreneur at XYZ company, but you need to be building that personal side, that personal brand side of things. And then when you can be seen as that expert and that authority, then that trust comes in. So now we are getting into that no and that like and that trust. So all of a sudden now, all of my 72 types of programs that I used to do for people years ago now are like three and it's all focused on a number one done for you because if I just taught you in a 12 module course how to do whatever you'd never get through the course much less doing it so I have products that I do for people hands-free hand it to you and now you look like the celebrity superstar from publishing becoming an amazon best-selling author without writing a word to podcasting to publicity so it's all about making you look really really good and being you know that really uh, big fish in that small pond so that your customers and your target audience sees you as that obvious choice and so that's me that's my journey and just absolutely love what i'm doing and it's so relevant even for today what we're going through
0: Totally, and, and for full disclosure, Mike's the guy who got me into the podcast game. I started working with him. He helped me craft the idea, craft the model, craft the, the story, um, and really begin to put it out there, so I appreciate him for that, and I appreciate him um, really giving us a, you know, a view of of that model and what you can do for yourself and your business, and it's not only about podcasts. There's lots of ways, but Mike, I want to talk a little bit about that evolution, right? You just made it sound really easy, your transition from being <laughs> right. jack-of-all-trades to authority positioning tell us a little bit about that transition how did you identify the the fact that you maybe weren't doing a great job was it personal did people tell you how did that transition
1: happen that's a really good point because it does sound easy to go hey 10 years ago i went from this to that now i'm (laughs) and and it's not um you know here's you know without getting into a nine hour long you know discussion um i've got a wife and four kids And at that time, you know, my kids were, I don't know, um, uh, five to nine years old. So, I mean, it was young family and I was getting out of a career corporate type job. I was a vice president in that uh, uh, mortgage banking and all of a sudden everything crashes and I'm having to go out on my own and do an MBA. And it was it was turmoil. Um, and then I didn't know you're like you know that story about the frog in the water it's like um, when they start turning up the heat the frog never really realizes and then boom you boil it but if you put them in the boiling water you notice it well I was like that frog and the water kept getting hotter and hotter and I'm like man things just aren't working and I'm like ah and I'm getting frantic and and really you know stressed out and all of this stuff but I will tell you that um. It's. Uh, it's. It, it, I really follow a lot of. I mean, you've got to be a student of your industry, whatever industry that is, and you need to be a student of personal and professional development. And I could tell you that I would constantly, constantly, constantly be learning and watching webinars and taking trainings and reading. I mean, just you have to be a voracious reader. And the the kind of the the story behind the story is, you would all of a sudden start noticing like, well, I don't like this, how can I change it? And then you start uh, seeing a guru or a trainer or speaker going, here's what's going on guys, you can't be all things all people, you need to do this. And then I'm like, huh, okay, I wonder how that would work. And you just kind of stumble and bumble your way into clarity and probably if I even went into more detail in my journey and what if your journey was somewhat similar and we landed the same path, it doesn't matter because my take on the situation is way different than your take on the situation. And we might end close at the same place, but we're going to come at it from different angles. So I think that to me, the takeaway lesson is be a student of your industry, be a student of personal and professional development, and then something's going to resonate with you. I, I distinctly remember, um, and, and, and just as kind of curious, uh, just even remembering back uh, when my son was, I don't know it, 10, 12, he was into trains, and so we would go once a month to a train club, and it was, and and I didn't like, I mean, they would work on trains, little model trains, and I didn't like it at all, so I would take him there, and I would sit in the back of the room with all the other parents, you know, reading or whatever, and I distinctly remember being at one of the train club uh, meetings, and seeing this post on Facebook, and it just resonated with me and it was like that's what i need to do right there and it was like boom i moved forward i got in touch with that mastermind group and then now all of this And it was all on the expert and authority and all of that because you there's that whole um blue ocean red ocean right i was in the red ocean trying to be all things to all people the blue ocean is hey um, if you are doing social media marketing and it's not working for you, it might not be the social media marketing that's the problem. It might be the way people see you. So if you are seen as that expert and that authority, that makes all your other marketing work that much better.
0: And that it, that's so true for me. Once I started doing a podcast and once I started putting myself out there in a different way, people now reach out to me. I don't book podcasts. I don't have to reach out to people. People reach out to me. And it's because people see you in a different way and they see platforms in a different way and ways that they can benefit. When people are getting started, they are that Jack of all trades. How can we help them cut off the learning curve? I mean, they can, they should go to the uh, to authority You've got a ton of information there on really how to do it, but how do they cut that learning curve by going from where they are today to that first step in authority positioning that you talk about?
1: Um, I would say to think about your most um, uh, powerfully result-driven um, client you've worked with and go, you know what, if I had 100 more like that person, man, alive, I'd, my life would be great. Um, because you can think of some clients that you're like, whoa, that's just a drain on my life and they're just you know horrible and the profit margin wasn't good. So how can you clone your best clients and find that out and then figure out, if that was a specific industry, or if it was a specific deliverable, and maybe if you go, you know, maybe if I want to work with more clients like that, doing that project in that industry, let me now be the student of that. And it doesn't matter. We, we don't we need to give an example. It could be anything, but it could be, you know, I'm going to learn about that industry to learn their lingo. I'm going to even take that guy to coffee or that gal, uh, a phone call to learn more about what was it that made you choose me and why did the results work and 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 that way you can go find more people like them and then deliver the same results and then just do that over and over and over again that does not mean that you know let's uh, uh, let's just pick for example you know you work with dentists to help them whatever the case is it doesn't mean you can never work with someone that's not a dentist it just means that you that's kind of like your little sweet spot there and you're gonna get referrals people are gonna go oh man Um, I'm a chiropractor and my dentist told me you helped him out. Can you help me? Of course. But you just, you got to start with somewhere to kind of get that momentum going.
0: Totally agree. And a a friend of mine uses this analogy of fishing that, and I'm not a big fishing person, but for those of you fishermen and fisherwomen out there, there's different bait and different hooks for different fish. Yeah. Now, if a fish jumps into your boat, you're not going to throw it back. You're going to keep it. Yep. But you, you go after person with a specific way. And when you talk about being an authority or being an expert, there's so many different realms, but social media, especially in our current, you know, 90 to 120 day lockdown that that we're in the midst of here, how can we use our social media, use our current channels without being overly me, 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 it's all about me, me, me. How can we become an authority without telling everyone we're the authority.
1: Yeah. Well, that comes down to uh, your mentality and your approach. So it's kind of like, um, you know, we always hate to see the people that are those, you know, influencer jerks that are like, I made a trillion dollars and look at my Ferrari. And it's like, it might not even be their whole Ferrari. So, so the people that are opposers, you don't want to be that person, but I like to say you need to be the educator and advocate for your audience, your clients, your prospects, because whatever industry you're in, if you can teach them about what their need, uh, 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 the solution to their needs and then show them the pros and the cons and the misconceptions and learn, 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 teach, teach, teach. Now they're like, dude, that. Thank you. That was really, really helpful. And then they're getting in their inbox and their you know, email and their whatever, bye, 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 from whatever the competitors are. And it just feels so much different. So if you can think of the old term content marketing, it used to be content marketing. Now it's just darn good marketing. You better teach and you better educate. So if you are taking that approach, now all of a sudden they just feel different about you. They're like, that, you, you gave me that article from the Harvard Business Review to read and also that, that podcast episode you did on the same topic we we're talking about. That just makes sense. And I think that's how you do it because they then intrinsically know you're an expert because you're not pushy and, and needy. No, I love that because it, and it takes you away from the
0: product to the education side. I, so I, I'm glad that you brought up education because if, if you own a restaurant or if you own a hardware store, you can be talking about your restaurant or your store, but if you can educate people on what it is you do there, like Anthony Bourdain, right? He owned a number of restaurants, That's, uh, that was his thing. But how did he, his restaurants grow? How did he become a household name? Because he taught people about food. Right. And it's very different. We, we were talking earlier about, um, right before we got on, Mike and I were talking about a baker, right? A baker can sell a muffin. But if that baker teaches people how to make their own muffin, they're still going to buy from the baker, but now they've learned something and they feel a part of it. So let's talk a little bit about different industries. How can you change from your industry to be an educator?
1: Um, I would say this. Some people might go, I'm not no expert. I just do what I do. But you are, (laughs) right? You are an expert. You just might not know it. You need to step into that um, without feeling like an imposter. So- think about you know whatever industry we don't even need to name one, but um, do you ever have a prospect that calls you, comes in, Emails you ask you questions and you have a really good answer to that question. Well, of course you'll say, "Yeah, I get that all the time." So if you were to sit down and write down what what would you say the top ten frequently asked questions are about your business? And there we go. Oh, well, we normally get this and that and the other. Okay, good, good, good. Now I want you to kind of clear your mind. Okay, now what's another ten questions that would be should ask questions? These are the questions they should be asking, but they don't even know to ask them. But if they knew the answer to these questions, oh my word! that seals the deal. And now we're going to go deeper into, yeah, but, um, you know, what's the difference between this and that and this feature and that feature? And how do I know if this is really a need? If you had 10 frequently asked questions and 10 should ask questions just written down, so you've got 20 bullet points. Um, do you think that you could sit down then the next day or the next week and write one paragraph about each one? Of course. Do you think you could um, be interviewed if you got on someone's podcast and said, I want to interview you about point number 12? Just that one point. Could you talk for 15, 20 minutes about that? Of course. So now, all of a sudden, you've got in your business, whatever industry you're in, you've got these bullet points of things that people need to know. And and you're either racking your brain or remembering conversations or going through your inbox emails from deleted or sent emails to go, what are the questions we're getting? Whether it's, you know, maybe if you have a ticket system on your computer or your website or inbox, but go, you know what? I, I I couldn't really come to 10 questions of each, but I got seven, but I now research. Uh, yeah, yeah, here's another good one. When you find those pieces of those uh, uh, bullet points, now you simply create the answers to them and and whatever platform so what if you go well shoot i can write that paragraph but i ain't gonna write no four page article in each one because i can't write but doggone if i can't talk to the cows come home so then get someone to interview you or turn the dumb microphone on and just talk through and go hey guys um here's a a really good question here that just came in how do i blah 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 you know here's one thing you have to think about and here's the thing that i've seen with some of my clients and you know i saw a a recent case study it's on blah blah blah.com and what they talked about here is You can talk about that problem and that solution in that one point, only that one point, for 10 to 15 minutes. And that now becomes an audio file that you can use in so many ways. You can have it transcribed at 10 cents a minute and clean it up and spruce it up. There's your blog post, break it up into snippets, and there's multiple social media posts. There's a podcast episode if you have the audio form. I mean, it's unbelievable what you can do with that, but you got to start with what does your target audience need to know that you can do to solve the problem they face?
0: And I love what you just did there. And hopefully people caught it. And if you didn't, I'm I'm going to outline it here for you. He just gave you a sales process. He gave you a closing script and he gave you a marketing plan all in that three minute little presentation that he just gave there. So rewind that last three minutes (laughs) because- You position the the sales side, right? With the 10 frequently asked questions, if you know what they are, you can answer those questions in your sales presentation or in a a a prospect meeting. The questions they should be asking, if you can answer a question before somebody asks it, you take away objections Mm -hmm. and you make it easier for them to say yes to you at the end. And then he transitioned that into... um, in the marketing side of it, right? How can you do this? And how can you use it in your marketing? How can you use it in how you put yourself out there and turn yourself into an authority? So well, let me, let me elevate that to
1: the next level, Adam. Do if it. You took exactly what you just said. And if you took those 10 questions and 10 questions and you wrote up um, a one page response on each one and you put that on your website and said, Whew, okay, I've got some good content and I've got an FAQ and I'm an expert. Nope. So now what you have to do is that's the work of it. And do you have to do all 10 and 20 all at one whack? No. Get the 10 questions and the 20 questions out of your mind and and get them written down. And then do the Michael Gerber e-myth and work on your business, Not in your business, and take two at a time and go, okay, I'm going to answer these two and find some research, and I'm going to bulk these things up so they're really good, good, good. But where the magic comes in is when you overlay that, because that what we just described is called content marketing. But you overlay that with expert and authority positioning and expert marketing, and people will trust and believe and see you as an expert when you have that content, those little nuggets of content, on authority, uh, uh, recognizable authority platforms. Meaning this. What if you just slap that up on your website as an FAQ page and go, yay, Uh uh-uh. But what if you um, got yourself booked on some podcasts and said to the host, hey, you know what, I want to talk about this one question right here, this one question. And they're like, okay, cool, That, that resonates with our audience, so we'll talk about that one question, and then at the end of the podcast episode, you have exhausted everything about that one question. Well, now you have that recording of that podcast episode talking about that one question on an authoritative platform where you're not selling and they're putting you in the spotlight as the expert because they're interviewing you and now you put that on your website as an FAQ podcast or when someone emails you and goes hey um, I was just wondering if you do this that or there you're like oh you know what really good question I was just interviewed on a podcast about that very question here's the link listen to it and uh, we'll, and before we talk next week because you know we've got that meeting scheduled by zoom so before we talk listen to this episode and that'll really really uh, lay the groundwork So in what you need to do is take that content and then get it out on those authoritative platforms, whether it is a podcast, whether it's a video live stream, whether it's, you know, compiling them all, transcribing them and writing a book. The point is people have to see your level of expertise at a level that is more than just slapping together a blog post.
0: No, that's so important. And it leads me right to what I wanted to ask you, right? There's a lot of people out there that have big followings. And I just use sort of air quotes when I said followings, they've got a bunch of friends on Facebook, they got a bunch of connections on LinkedIn, they've done some speaking, maybe they've got their own podcast, or they've been interviewed on on others, but they don't make a dime, they can't Mm -hmm. convert. So let's talk a little bit about when you have authority, and you have a following, how do you actually get those people to take action? Because for a lot of people, they put out content, 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 but nothing ever comes home. How do we help the listeners translate it back so they can bring people into a phone call or into a meeting and they can actually make money?
1: Um, I would say that I'll give you my thought, my opinion, and then you could give yours and then 10 other people could give theirs and they'd all be right. So yep. it really is- What's work find, for you. <laughs> yeah, find your own way. I would say that it is this. Um, connecting with people and, and making that personal connection, personal relationships and personal relationship marketing is huge. So when you have that content that you're putting out there, what, like we've talked about, and, and people are like, man, that was just a great tip. Thank you so much. And, and, and I remember years ago hearing this speaker talking about professionally confusing someone, meaning it's so much good stuff and I know it, but that person is like, oh, hold the 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 the, the reins there, buddy. It's so much, you, you lost me back at point number two. And you're like, oh, no problem. Let's just jump on a call real quick. I'll just kind of clarify it there for you. And then now, whether it's a phone call, Zoom, whatever, now you're like, oh, tell me about your situation. And okay, here's how you would apply that to the end. They're like, oh, man, thank you so much. So- would you be able to do and you're like yeah i've got a little package for that so the point is doing those little you know like the fishing analogy setting the hook and setting the hook is you know you're giving that bait and you're telling them what they should be doing whatever industry or whatever you're doing and then and then you just open it up and go let's just chat now you might think oh there's all these people i got to yes because way better to have a 15, 20, 30 minute phone call with someone to actually give them even more value and maybe could turn that into a deal Then just going, oh, that's going to take too much time. I'm just going to do a group video and post it on my YouTube and that'll accomplish the same thing. It won't.
0: Agreed, agreed and, and very well said. So let's, let's take one more sort of um, conversion question. And that's when you have your podcast, when you have your book, you can promote it and you can tell people it's out there, but, but how do you get people engaged, right? Having a podcast is one thing, but you need a marketing plan for it. And yeah. don't give away all your secrets because this is what Mike does for a living is he helps people do this. But what's one nugget that people can take away that they can utilize with their podcasts? How do they get it out there and how do they get people excited about it?
1: Um, I think that people have the misguided uh, uh, goal of, and, and you mentioned book and podcast, Um, hey, how many books sales have I made? And how much royalties? And how many listeners? How many downloads? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Because you have to use each one of those assets. And I use that word very carefully. It's an asset. A book is an asset. A podcast is an asset. Each episode is an asset. So you have to use those strategically. So as an example, let's say that you had your book done and it's not the memoirs of Adam Kipnis. It is the business development book that shows how you teach people and solve their problem. What if you use that as a lead magnet to say, hey, you can download the first three chapters right here. And then you get them in an email series that says, Hey, I'd love to jump on a call with you and just kind of talk through." oh, cool. Now you're going to that personal level. What if you had that meeting set with someone, even a Zoom meeting or a phone call in a week or two, send them a physical copy of your book, put a little handwritten note in it. And now they see you more than just that salesperson and using the podcast. If you're on podcast episodes, which you can get hold of people that can schedule you a book, you or you can find podcasters or some of these directories and you can get yourself on podcast episodes. So you can use those in your business development, your social media. And then if you really dive in and use it strategically, like, ooh, the biggest question my clients um, have before they come on board is this. And then the next biggest question is that. Well, then do several podcast episodes all about those things. And then you can use those in your marketing. And then like the ninja strategy is, Once you start doing like podcast, it's really just a conversation you've recorded. It's just like a fireside chat mastermind. So really a podcast is like, shoot, I've been on a bunch of podcast um, episodes of these other people's shows, man, what if I just had my own? Well, I do a whole training on how to use your podcast strategically. Um, because if you do a podcast episode and there it is on iTunes, you're not going to have the phone ringing off the hook. But what you will have is the ability to um, contact a influencer, a strategic alliance, and go, hey, I love that LinkedIn article that you did the other day. Would love to bring in my show and just chat for about 20 minutes about that. Do you think you'd have time for a phone interview coming up in the next few weeks? You'd be shocked at how many people are like, yeah, 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 sure. And then now when you send that podcast episode out to your audience and go, I just interviewed so-and-so, and your audience goes, oh, my goodness, you interviewed that big wig? that's awesome. Adam must be uh, amazing. And their, their um, perception of you elevates because of who you're interviewing. And then if you interviewed someone that could be a prospect for your business um, and, and you emailed them and said, Hey, I'd love to pitch you on my thing. They're going to ghost you or their assistant's going to hit delete. But if you said, I'd love to bring you on my podcast. I would love to see what you're doing these days during these crazy times, you're going to get that interview. And then at the end you could go, Hey, I've got an idea for you. And who knows what door that can open. So I think you have to use those assets as the tools to leverage and open up those doors.
0: I think that is a perfect way to, to wrap up because it's not about what you tell people. It's about how can you help them that helps you. Yeah. Mike, I really appreciate your time, your knowledge, and everyone go out to authoritypositioningcoach.com. I'll put it in the show notes as well. And and learn more about what he's doing. You don't always have to have your own podcast, or your own book, but it's a great way to learn for yourself, to meet really interesting people, and to create great content that you can use in other ways. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate your time. You're welcome, Adam. Definitely. And thanks, everyone, for listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. Look forward to having you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.